Money, money, money. It's always on your mind, whether you're awake, whether you're asleep, whether you like it, whether you don't. It's a very, very integral part of our life. But we need to understand the, its value and not get obsessed with it. Its value is a tool, and especially for younger people. Because I think, really, if they start to use and understand money and its value for its day-to-day use in their everyday life, they'll be not only well-prepared for the there and now, whatever that there and now would be, but also for the future, for their economic stability as they grow up. And fortunately, on this episode of Dev Keel, I have Shannon on, who can really talk to us about the value of money, especially for kids. Welcome, Shannon. How are you? Good. How are you, Devin? I'm great. Thank, thank you for you so- having me. No, thank you so much, Shannon. And really, I, you know, it's amazing your content. And I'm going to encourage all of our viewers and listeners when you get a convenient chance, we'll include all of our information in the description, the pinned comments on all the show notes as we're ubiquitous. So you can then check out all of Shan's content and the way she, you know, really helps her clients and other people like share this value that kids have. And so Shan, let's talk to, you know, our audience right now and all those who may be listening, wherever they are. Why did you decide to get into this arena and want to help people and especially with kids understand the value of money? Um, well, I'm a mom. I've got three kids. Um, my oldest is 14 and I have a 12 year old and an eight year old. And when my 14 year old was four, we were out shopping and I'm sure everybody can relate to being at the store with kids and how difficult it is because they want everything they see, but they really don't understand the value of a dollar. And so I, my then four-year-old, I came home and I thought I have to figure out a way to teach her the value of a dollar. So she understands the next time we go to the store that we can't just buy. I can't, when I say yes. And when I say no, and what it means. So I looked for something and there was just, you know, piggy banks or play money or cash registers. And there was really no uh, product to help kids learn the value of a dollar. And so I made what was what is now the family money ladder, uh, which is my product. And that has kind of launched me into this space of kids' financial literacy. Um, I made it to help my daughter understand that, you know, when she moved up the ladder and we just used clothespins at the time, she was earning money. And when she moved down the ladder, she was spending money. And so I used it for almost 10 years in my home with my kid, with my then two more kids and it worked. And if you're a parent, you know, that things that you start to use with your kids, you start it and it maybe falls to the wayside. This didn't, it worked. And so people started asking for me to make them for them. And then, um, COVID happened. And I thought, this is really something that I need to share with people. Um, my, I have, a, I used to be a teacher, so I had that background of shit and teaching and sharing. Um, and then my husband is also a bankruptcy attorney. So that is a, um, something that we always talked about Holy how cow. we can, help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was something that always came up, like, how can we help people build a better financial foundation? And so it really starts with the kids. 
And so this product is kind of the catalyst for my, um, you know, entrance into this space of kids' financial literacy. And it works. And then it's kind of gotten me um, out there in the social media world to share uh, the things that I've learned, the experiences that I've had, the families that I've helped. That's incredible. This is so interesting. And Shannon, let me ask you a, a two-part question. Firstly, mm -hmm. at what age, because I, I can imagine, I don't have kids personally, but I have younger siblings. I can imagine that it's not the same teaching certain kids at certain age, the, these lessons. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Or do boys and girls learn differently in that regard as well? And really at what age do you then start teaching kids these lessons and can you go a little bit into the ladder system what does it involve really to you know grow and learn in that regard yeah so I started it like I said when my oldest was four but with my other two I started when they were three and um, I think that at that age is when they are very aware that there are things at the store that they want to bring home with them but they're very unaware that there is a cost and there's an um, amount of money that has to be paid at the store to bring it home. So the ladder is, I'll show, oh, let me grab it here. Um, so the ladder is like this chart. It's now a physical chart that you can hang in your home on your refrigerator or on your, you know, a door. And basically the kids, there's an area for, um, the big kids, there's, there could be up to three kids. Some families have done four, like they've divided this. So it's very customizable. You put the kids' names at the top and then you put a sticker starting at zero. And then when they work, they earn, they move up the ladder. And when they spend or depending on your family values, if you, my kids can also move down the ladder for losing for unexpected behavior. Um, they move down the ladder. Um, there's an area for debt. So if they are at the store and they don't know exactly how much money they have on the ladder, which is something that everybody should learn, you know, you should always know what you have to spend before you spend it. And they make an error and they think they have $10, but they really only have $8. Then they can, then they go into debt and um, they have to work their way out of debt. There's lists of chores on the back that they can choose because really when you're in debt, you should be sitting around <laughs> and um, it gets them familiar with the vocabulary. There's a save spot. Once they accumulate money in the save spot, they can move it over to the investment elevator, which is where we talk about money growing and using the stock market. Um, this area is customizable for families. So, um, based on your needs, based on the seasons, based on the age of your kids, you were talking about different kids and ages and how to introduce money. And this is, this area is really customizable. So you may have one of your children needs pictures of their chores. They need a picture of, you know, a dog, because uh, that's their chores to feed the dog, or they need a picture of just, uh, you know, brushing their teeth, because at that age, three or four, that might just be one of their chores to kind of get them to think about doing that for older kids. It can be, you know, um, a list or just a couple things. So 
This is so that's mind-blowing. the ladder. Yeah. So that's I, I really wish my parents had this when I was growing up. I, I know. You know, but like sometimes I tell people and, and those who know me, like something like happened to me just on a very personal way when I was growing up. Like I went to toy when Toys R Us still existed, went to Toys R Us and I really wanted a bike. I think my dad said he couldn't afford or wouldn't get it for me. And I had to basically earn it. And so that's, yeah. you know, that was the inception yeah. of me actually working at a young age, around eight years old and getting paper out. So I had a paper out yeah. into perpetuity, yeah. you know? So, yes. but, but I mean, that is just, and I'm really curious with, with that ladder, because the visual, I mean, and those who are only listening to this on the podcast platform, go watch later the video so you can see this amazing, uh, you know, elaborate tool tool, yeah (laughs) that shannon has and you'll be really blown away so i i'm really curious like kind of psychologically how does that work with the kids in a way that maybe they don't feel guilty if they're in the red you could say right like how how do you make them not feel guilty but rather like empowered to stay like want to be on track with the thing they really want to get how does that work yes i think that um i have to say that my children they haven't been in debt in a long, long time. Actually, I can't remember the last time they were in debt. And I think because they got to practice, one of the things about teaching kids financial literacy is they need time and consistent opportunities to practice. And so this gives them that at a young age where they get to practice the consequence of spending more than you have or they get to practice the consequence of losing money um, when you don't have it. Um, We have some consequences now that we have older kids, like my oldest daughter, if she misses the bus, she moves down $5 because it costs money. to. If I say an Uber costs $10 to get to school, so I'll charge you five. (laughs) So she moves down. Now, if she didn't have money, but she overslept and didn't, wasn't responsible with her time management, she would go into debt at that point. Um, but that's a consequence of behavior. There, uh, in reality, money is a consequence for most things as we grow older. And I don't think that my kids have never felt shame. They actually feel control because they know when they are, if they do have that consequence, they know the steps they have to take to get out of debt. They know that they have to um, pick, you know, ask to do some chores. They also, in our family and some other families, we have written on our chart downstairs, um, no screens. So if they're in debt, they have no technology. So all phones, TVs, devices are gone until they're out of debt. Because again, they shouldn't be sitting around, you know, watching YouTube. <laughs> Well, unless, it's, <laughs> unless they're listening to this episode, and yeah, they're unless like, they're listening oh, to that. my mom is incredible. I will listen all day long and share it, you know, like, you know, I, you know, I, personally, I might want to get one of those charges to give to my wife and say, look, you're in the red again. Look at you. You're in the red. Oh, I, I right, hope she right, doesn't watch this because right. she's going to kill me. No, <laughs> no, I have had a lot of adults say the same thing. Just, <laughs> I think it just gives them a, like, it's a concrete visual, Visuals you know, are great. as they, visual, it connects it. I, I've had a lot of people say, why isn't this an app? You know, I think you should make it an app. And I just, there's a space between three years old and, you know, where kids are on devices a lot. And this 
it, it becomes desensitized with a device or an app. And it's not real. We, we're already, it's hard to teach in a cashless society. It's hard to teach kids about cash because they don't see people using cash that often. So this gives them that concrete visual. And they actually, there's stickers. They move the stickers up and down and they add them together. And so there's a lot of hands-on, authentic, they can feel it. My hope is that when they're out in the future, this is a visual in their mind and they're thinking, you know, I, I need to think about where I'm at I'm on my ladder. This is so intelligent. And, you know, <laughs> look, by, by the way, like there's a really good point you're making with that because, you know, the only time that you should be engaged with any apparatus that is technological or anything is when you're watching this channel and you're watching you know, this episode. <laughs> so if you haven't liked this video and you like what we're talking about already, please like it, please share it. Please, that'd be great. So, um, Shannon, what, what is like, you know, because kids, especially young and I'm sure you're aware of this are very competitive too. They're like, Oh, I got more money. Yes. Oh, I got more money. Like, totally. does that work? Have you seen that dynamic with using this method? Like, yeah, very positive or they really, really go at each other in a, in a bad no. way? No, it's healthy. It's, you know, they can kind of see where everybody's at. It can kind of give them a judge, um, of where they need to be. My oldest, you know, always kind of has some backup, some savings. She always has something on the ladder. Um, and my youngest, you know, she does as well. My middle is a little bit more of a spender. Um, but they kind of like to see where each other is at. They also use it um, to pay each other. So my oldest might be in, you know, my, or my 12 year old, she's a very helpful person. She likes to help, but she also is very in, in, uh, entrepreneurial. So she will say, I will clean your room, little sister for $3. So the one, you know, the older one will move up and the younger one will move down so they can pay each other using um, the ladder, which is so nice. They also use it if they steal each other's chargers, you know, at this age, sometimes they'll unplug the other person's charger and then we've got an issue. So there's a fine for that. You know, if, if they do unplug the other person's charger, they have to pay them five. So one moves up five and one moves down five. So it's, it's a tool for a lot of things in our family. Um, but mirroring adults and how we money, there's monetary consequences and realities to, to the decisions and choices that we make. Have any of them got to the point yet where they're like, you know what? Mom and, mom and dad have a mortgage. Oh, wouldn't it be so great to put money, all that extra money towards that as well? <laughs> have they got to that? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, is that is that like the ultimate end goal, the epiphany, like getting to that point? Well, <laughs> you know, they, um, it's very sweet and it happens. It's happened for most families that have used it. There's a point because they, I start by saying, I will buy all of your needs, the things that you need, I will pay for, you know, emergency surgery. Yeah, I'm the, I'm your girl, <laughs> you know, I'll pay for it. Um, I'm just kidding. That's exaggeration. Uh. <laughs> um, but anyways, food, all that kind of stuff. If they want, if they have wants, toys, uh, going to the movie with their friends, the concessions, things like that, they pay for that kind of stuff. So once they get used to doing that, one, I step in and say, Oh, I'll pay for that. 
they are so thankful and so grateful and it's beautiful. And it's, it's wonderful because I feel like, oh my gosh, they get, they don't have to pay for it and I'm paying for it. And it's a gift instead of just an expectation for them. Um, my oldest broke a bracket on her, on her braces and it was her fault. She ate candy that she wasn't supposed to eat. And she was like, mom, I'm sorry, I'll pay for it. You know, how much is it? I'll pay for it. And I'm like, oh, honey, I'll pay for it. You know, if you do it five more times, then we'll work something out. But it gives, I feel like my kids have a, um, it gives them control and responsibility and they feel like they have something to work with, like a tangible, just like as adults, we feel like we use our money um, to work for us. They also, you know, can do that too. They have that. It's It sounds like to me you know, with your own personal experience with this is that, you know, the kids, you know, seem to be much more giving when they feel that they have the ability to even do it. That sounds, that's a very yeah. interesting uh, concept. Is yeah. They're like, okay, I, I have, I am saving well, I have this nest egg, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I'm willing to help others. That, so there's a, yeah, a, I know. A, a yeah. They know how much they have. Yeah. yeah. There's this idea of giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're always, when there's, um, I've had people, write in and say, you know, my daughter, we were walking. I have a, um, somebody in Chicago wrote in and said, we were walking downtown and my daughter saw a homeless person. And she said, mommy, I want to give some money from my money letter to him. So the mom, you know, gave a couple of dollars, you know, she chose how much she wanted to give. The mom gave the cash. And then when the daughter got home, she just moved down, whatever she decided to give him $5 or whatever. But they have something to give. And I know we don't always need to give money, but it, they, ha they do have that as an option, you know, um, which is something that not all, I think that we drop in these lessons in childhood about uh, giving and charity and shopping um, and them having shopping experiences, but they're, they're not always consistent and every day. And I, and the, uh, the money letter gives them, it's like an anchor in your home for all those types of experiences. They, so it happens more, like it comes up more and happens more. This is so fascinating. And what, what are some of the major challenges that you've witnessed maybe either between yourself and your kids or with your clients and their kids, like in wanting to do this certain impediments or ways of learning? Is there any like hindrances in the way in which kids want to engage with this? What are, might be any difficulties? Um, that's a good question. Most of the families who buy it and then don't start it, it's usually because they think that it involves more to get started or more work on their part. So I try, I'm, I try to communicate that it's very easy to use. You essentially can start by just saying, hey, kids, go empty out your piggy bank. Let's count up your money and then let's put your sticker on the ladder wherever you are, whatever you've got. And now we can see what everybody has. And when you help around the house, you're going to move up. And when you spend, you're going to move down. And it's as easy as that. Um, 
they think they need to do something on a daily basis. Um, keeping up with chores is hard. I, I, I have tried a million different chore charts and things like that. It, it happens for a short amount of time, but it doesn't happen long-term. And this um, supports that. You don't have to monitor chores every day. Um, so of, it's because of the incentive, right? Yeah, they like uh, all families. The challenge for me is that um, all families are different and all families have different values in terms of giving allowance and paying for chores. Some people think that they, if a, they should just help around the house as, you know, part of their responsibility to the family. Some people like to give chores uh, or give allowance weekly. So kind of helping families make it fit into their life. Um, has been the challenge. Not that it doesn't, it fits into both of those scenarios, but um, those are the, the, the challenge is getting the parents to start. The kids get super excited. Yeah. I have a lot of kids where my friend, my kids' friends will come over and say, you know, tell me about this. And then they'll talk about it and they'll be talking about investing and saving and spending and giving. And then they'll go home and say to their parents, um, we want to get a money ladder. We want a money ladder. So the kids get super excited and they get super excited because they then feel like, Oh, I know how much money I have now. It's not hidden in the piggy bank or I don't have to add up all these jars or it's not in a checking account that I never see. It's right there. And I can always check. And so the kids are all on board, but what you've seen maybe might be the, the parents really getting as engaged. Is that right? Um, I think the, I think the initial, um, thinking they have to do more than they do. I think they think it's sure <laughs> like a chore. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like something they have to maintain. And I said, honestly, the kids do most of the work. The kids remind me for allowance, the kids, when they ask to spend, they look and see how much they have and talk about, you know, where they're at. The kids really they maintain it because they want to know they want to be in in the know in their money situation so they'll they keep it on track and if you you know my kids for example they get allowance during the school year it's different than the summer because they're not home as much so during the school year they get seven dollars a week now because they're in school um i don't require as much for them to do but for me, it's giving them uh, practice managing money. So they're, they're able to know, okay, I've got $7 this week, $7 next week, that's 14. You know, at the end of this month, I'm going to have $28. What are some things that I want to do this month? I want to go, you know, to the movies with my friends, or we have this, you know, um, we have a basketball game or somewhere um, we're going to, I'm trying to think of things like I'm going shopping with my friends next Saturday. So I want to make sure that I've kind of saved up for that, but it gives them a budget. They're really, st they start budgeting and their money. Behaviors for them to yeah. you know, use like now because it's like a good impression um, mm -hmm. on their cognitive uh, development, still creating yeah. these like habits that stick with them for the rest of their life. Yeah, and you know because I mean I can even still smell Toys R Us and I can still I know right feel how my bike was that I when I finally got it. So, I mean those things is because they come from that time in your life and they carry on. How old, the older you get? 
Oh, go ahead. How old did you say you were? How old did you say you were with the bike? Eight years old. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is they, is there's been some research, I think it's Cambridge university that says that most kids financial um, behaviors are formed by age seven. That's right. So really, you know, those young, those early experiences help shape how we feel about money and, and what, how it makes us feel. Cause it's a lot about behavior. You know, yeah, it's it not really about not, it's not really about math or, um, you know, understanding the economics. It's really just understanding how your behavior and, and you get, a, a you get, um, you know, to see into your kids' minds and how they start to work with money. And then you can help guide them because you have time and that, and they're not 20 years old in college. Yeah. You don't know and it's not doing. too late. <laughs> you know, so it's not too late. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only have one last question and because we've run out of time, unfortunately, yeah, we'll sorry. look for a, another part two in some, in, you yeah. know, in a few, in the future. And because there's a lot of other really interesting details to go into with this, with you and many other aspects to talk about. So we really hope you'll be back on again. We can go into some other points in greater detail. But my last question for you, Shannon, is what, what is your personal hope and the thing that drives you personally as Shannon each and every day with doing this and especially for your own kids? Like, of course, you know, having them learn certain things that are good for the rest of life, but what is it that brings you the most joy in doing this and in the way that you see your own kids react to it? Um. Well, two things, the, like you said, the financial foundation that I'm giving them, and then also kind of leaving them a legacy, um, seeing, you know, they seeing me have a dream and follow it and the work and the time and, um, and the enjoyment that I get out of it. Um, is really motivates me and just being able to help other families too, you know, not only my own, because it started off helping my own. And now it's hopefully helping many more families. And next time we answer your question. (laughs) Yes. And and next time we have another conversation, we'll maybe talk about some, you know, without giving anyone's name out, like some interesting case studies or success stories that you can talk about how it's worked for other people's, you know, situations yeah. and their families. And yeah. Go into yeah. That more detail. So Shannon, yeah. thank you so much for that uh, amazing chart. Uh, thank amazing, you. <laughs> and we really wish you all the continued success with this amazing business that you launch. And I encourage all of our viewers and listeners in the podcast show notes and the video show notes, pin comments, description, all of it as usual, you can check out, all of Shannon's uh, links that we'll put there. And then you can get your own chart, hopefully order it wherever you are in the world, or if not figure out how to get (laughs) it somehow. Um, But Shannon, it was an honor to have you on Dev Keel. And we thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and your time. Thank you, Shannon. It was an honor for me too. (laughs) Thank you, Shannon. And If you want to see a video similar to this one, click right here, down here, so you can continue on to all these amazing conversations we have with our guests. We will see you all in the next episode as well. Take care, everyone, and wish you well.